Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hope for Today with your co-hosts, Naja E. Brown and Zenobia Bailey. Zenobia, how are you today? I'm doing quite well, thank you. And I'd like to say greetings to all of our listeners as well. Thank you, thank you. Can you believe that this year is almost coming to an end? Is that hard to believe? I talk about it all the time. And uh, it's just, I, I was saying to Erwin the other night that I, I'm, I know that time has not gone any faster uh, during these last few years than it ever has, but it sure seems like it. <laughs> it, it, it does. It does. You, it seems like you open your eyes and the day is gone. And when you get to Wednesday, it's it's history. Wednesday for for us just seems to be like Thursday and Friday are here in ten seconds and it's over. Yes. And that's every yes. week. That's week after week. Week after week. Well, uh, we have one more podcast in the year 2016, and that is very, very difficult to believe. And I believe on that day, which is the 20th of December, I will be solo. And I just, you know, kind of reflected on the past year and just how amazing it has been. It has been more than I can imagine. And I just want to publicly thank you, Zenobia, Z, as we call you, for coming alongside me in our Hope for Today ministry program and actually You were the one who founded this program and came to me and said, hey, would you like to do this with me? And you did all the legwork. I remember when you reached out and got the logo and you came up with the name and you set up the blog talk radio um, account. So I just want to say thank you. And as a result of that, God has just done amazing things with the two of us. And I know that I have grown in this whole podcast world. So I just want to say thank you and I love you. Oh, I love you back and I love the Lord all the more. He it's all Amen. about him. I know you know that. That's why you have your ministry, that's why uh you have your life, what you live for. It's what I live for and uh to him, to him and him alone be all praise and glory. Amen. To God be the glory. Well, today we're going to talk about Advent and what it means and what happens during the Advent season. And I know the first time that I was introduced to the church calendar was when I was going to a liturgical church. I happened to be going to a a Lutheran church that was in the neighborhood where I lived. It was within walking distance, and I was without a car, an automobile. So I was introduced to the church calendar, and then over the years, many of the places where I have worshipped and fellowship, the Advent season is always sort of introduced with um, a few symbols, and I'd like to just take a few minutes to lay some groundwork about the Advent season. So it is observed in Western Christian churches, and it's considered a time of expectant waiting and preparation for the celebration of Jesus Christ during the Christmas celebration, Christmas season. It comes from the Latin word adventus, which means arrival or coming. And that means something spectacular, something having great importance. And the Advent season falls. It usually is 
the fourth Sunday prior to Christmas um, Day. And the Sunday, which is the closest to November 30th, is when the season starts. I don't know if that came out right, but we started it a couple of weeks ago, and it will end before uh, Christmas Eve or December 24th. And a lot of the churches will put up the Advent wreath, and it's during those Sundays that there's a scripture that goes along with the lighting of particular candles. And the wreath is circular, and it's usually garland or evergreen branches. And that circular uh, wreath kind of is, is symbolic of eternity or an unending love. And then there's five candles, and they're arranged around the wreath. And it's very, very pretty when it's all set up and the candles are lit. And there's a, some five candles in a purple or violet, and then there's a pink and a kind of a rose tone color and then white, meaning purity. So there's two purple or violet, two pink and or rose colors, and then a white candle. And each Sunday, uh, people will go forward and and light those candles and say what they represent. And so I just wanted to kind of lay that foundation. I know when I first witnessed that, I I, I was fascinated, but I didn't quite understand it. And it's been over the years that I've come to appreciate the Advent season and uh, what happens for us to be able to commemorate uh, what Christ came and did for us. And there's one thing that I'd like to add, and that is Christ coming, but his first advent is the beginning, but the story doesn't end there. He, Amen. He came, and then he had a public ministry for approximately 33 years. He He was crucified, died on the cross, he was buried, and he rose again, and therein lies our hope. So, Z, what would you like to to add? I know we had presented some scriptures in our promotional material, and we might have some time to talk about maybe a special one that speaks to you during this season. But did your family have any particular way that you celebrated the Advent season? Not as a family, but uh, in some of the churches, um, you know, some of the listening audience knows, but I'll just share that we have lived in... I don't know how many states at the moment and how many churches we've been in, but because of both uh, my husband's uh, work, um, secular work, and ministerial work, we've moved around quite a bit. And so in some of our churches, we have celebrated it. And um, there was a, a, there were a couple of um, years that, uh, as a as a family, the Irwin Bailey family, we observed it, but growing up we did not. And it is beautiful. It's a beautiful uh, way to uh, pause, uh, even even if you never get the time, although I I think we all have to make the time. If you don't get or make the time during the weeks uh, preceding Christmas, this is a wonderful time to just pause um, at least once a week to um, to prepare, to prepare our heart. You know, not I'm not talking necessarily about preparing the home. Many people, you know, do a lot of uh, festive dressing of their homes, but to prepare our hearts and to reflect on where we've been and where we're going and, and Christ's coming, his second coming as you have already uh, talked about, 
and to prepare with expectation. I think oh. we're going to church now. We are also observing Advent, and it is it's just a wonderful time. And this church also has um, an orchestra, and so an orchestra going along with the um, the lighting of the candles and the reading of the word, and then really sound, in-depth preaching of the word. It's just been awe-striking. And then I have several small devotionals of my own that I've been using um, alongside my regular devotion for the Christmas season. Thomas Kincaid is, is dead now, but he did a wonderful little book on uh-huh. uh, on Advent. And it's it's just been a joy. It really has been a joy. And for this year, I always try to slow down, but I never really accomplish it to the degree that I want to. And this year, I, I've so far, I've gotten the closest to doing that, and it's been wonderful. Mm, that's beautiful. You mentioned Thomas Kincaid. I know I love his, his Christmas cards that are published every year, um, his, his artistry, and uh, not had the opportunity to to partake of any uh, devotional that he's come up with, but I can only imagine that it has been very rewarding. I failed to mention the, the colors. I mentioned that there were five calum, uh, excuse me, candles, but they're main and the main colors, but the colors represent something too. So the purple or violet, excuse me, violet colors represent repentance and fasting, <clears throat> excuse me, and then the pink or rose tone color represents joy or rejoicing, and then white represents the purity. And I thought that that was uh, significant enough to to mention. Yes, So absolutely. my sister, uh, y- yes. Now, my sister and her husband, they, they homeschooled their children, and, and Z, I know that you did the same. You and your husband did the same. But I remember her always buying an Advent calendar, and I can't speak with any... Um, great knowledge about it, but I know that I've seen them in the stores where there's, you know, you have a calendar for the for December, and each day there's some sort of little tab that you pull up, and there's some sort of event or something that happens, and I know a lot of families kind of engage in that as a way of celebrating the Advent season. So I just wanted to mention that because probably our listening audience is very familiar Another thing you mentioned that that uh, I like, and that is just ch- trying to step away from and, and to step back from the busyness that happens during this time of year. Mm-hmm. I think over yes. the years, I've uh, would you would you agree? It's it just gets busy for commercial reasons as opposed to for um, the true meaning of the season. And we know that Christ was not born on December 25th. It, it was a day that's set aside, a day that we do celebrate his His coming. But um, the overall season, holiday season, has kind of lost its uh, fervor and it's become very commercial. And it is oh, yes. difficult to step back and to take a pause. I like that, that word, to just take a pause and then go back and say, what is the purpose and the reason for this season? And yes. it's all about Jesus. Yes, it's all about Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we're busy enough uh, without this um, commercialization time. And then when, actually, 
I think some places they even start. I think I remember seeing some Christmas things brought out right after Halloween. You know, Halloween uh-huh. is such a, a huge celebration for people. I mean, it's like it's a special holiday. And I, when I was growing up, we went tricking and treating, but it wasn't like a holiday. And now it's just it's just as commercialized almost as, as Christmas. People even put the lights out on the lawn like they do for Christmas. And then they skip <laughs> yeah. right over Thanksgiving into Christmas. And so for the stores, Christmas has really been on on the market, on the market for um, a couple of months now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I went into a Dollar Tree uh, not long ago. It was probably a little bit before uh, October 31st, and so they were staging uh, Halloween, and they had that, you know, costumes and so on and so forth. And then there was also the preparation for Thanksgiving, so they had the autumn uh, pumpkins and different things that people may purchase for decorations. Those decorations were out also. And then I went down another aisle and I noticed that they were starting to put their Christmas uh, decorations and Christmas ornaments and Christmas gift bags out too. And I just said, wow, this is all kind of running together. I, it was just, mm-hmm. you know, more than a notion. Yes, really. it truly, truly is. But you had asked me earlier about, um, you know, my feelings or my thoughts. And when I was reflecting on uh, one of the verses that you shared in our promotional um, was in, uh, where was it? Was it, I think it was, uh, I think it was Luke. Uh-huh. Actually, I, I, it may not be Luke, but it, where it talks about, yes, it was Luke. And it was um, John, John talked about, um, or we said, the scriptures say of John that he would go before Jesus the Christ. And um, one of the lines that really jumped out at me was to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Oh, and, uh-huh. and I grabbed hold of that and to make my heart and my life, you know, you, you hear many uh, scriptures, not scriptures. I'm sorry. Many sermons being, and 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 Bible studies that talk about the rooms of our hearts, and that yeah. there should be no place in our heart, in our lives, where Christ can't enter. No part of our life, you know, whether it be our workplace, our our romantic um, areas, our friendships, our our relationships with whomever, parents, children, friends. There should be nowhere that Christ can't 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 enter and reside, and so I took that little um, section and made uh-huh. that application to me for the fact that I need to reexamine regularly, making my heart ready because He is coming. He's, he is Emmanuel. He already is Emmanuel with us, but his second coming, the advent, we we need to prepare. We need to prepare yes. to yes. meet him. And yes. um, so I wanted to share that that's, that scripture really jumped out at me. That's great. Um, and one of the passages that I love, and every time I design a card, I yield to the king, ministry Christmas card, I usually try to capture this scripture, and it's in Isaiah 9 and 6, and it says, For us a child is born, 
to us mm-hmm. a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Yeah. And I, I just that just says so much, you know. And mm-hmm. in the Old Testament, there were many, many uh, prophecies of the coming of Christ, the coming of the Messiah. And then there's an account in in Luke and Matthew of uh, his his coming, his his first advent. And in in Luke uh, 2:11 it says, "Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord." Verse 12 says, "This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a man- manger." Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, heaven and on earth, peace to you on those his favor rests. And I just, I thank God for his promises. I thank God for the prom, uh, the prophecy of the coming of the Messiah. Thank you. I thank God for his first advent. And as you said, he will return. There will be a second coming. And uh, I just, you know, preparation of the heart is something that uh, needs to be intentional and uh, being able to not be distracted and to focus on the reason for the season, which is Jesus, is where I want to rest this season mm. also. I like that. Without distraction and rest. That's yes. that's deep and heavy and so yes. needful and so replenishing and restorative, it really is. If we take advantage of all of that, and if I never receive a gift, um, oh. I have my gift. <laughs> I have my gift. We don't need. And folks, don't take me wrong. I am not saying don't give gifts. You know, no one's condemning anyone for having gifts. I'm just saying that if I personally never receive, again, a box gift, I have my gift. That's all I'm saying. Yes. And so with that, I'll close. And our Advent prayer is that God will prepare our hearts the way he prepared all of history to receive the gift of his Son. We ask for God the Father to cut away the distractions and make our place a a life, uh, uh, make our life a place of warmth, hope, faith, and charity. So with that, we'd like to say God bless you, and thank you for joining us today. Amen. Goodbye. Bye-bye.